أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد so we continue reading from the حيات القلوب في رضاء المحبوب yesterday's entry that we started reading was about zuhud about the the endorsement of uh, of zuhud of, of doing without uh, by the book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we weren't able to g- get through it. The discussion was becoming long, so we'll just continue it today. Uh, so Mulana Qamr al-Zaman, Allah Taala give him long life. Uh, he he begins this section by saying, "We now take the opportunity of quoting from Ithare uh, Akhirat, uh, uh, which is a translation of the Kitab al-Zuhud wa Raqaiq of Mulana." Uh, Shaykh Abdullah bin Mubarak rahimahullah, who we talked about from before, was one of the great muhaddithin of the Salaf. Uh, the introduction uh, uh, to this translation was penned by Mulana Habibur Rahman Azami. For those who don't know who Mulana Habibur Rahman Azami was, uh, he was one of the great muhaddithin. He passed away uh, not too long ago in Hijaz. Uh, he was one of the great muhaddithin of the Ummah. Uh, and he uh, he's basically it was on the back of his work that the tahqiq of the musannaf ibn abi shayba and a number of other uh, a number of other uh, um, very important hadith tahqiq works were 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 done uh, and so parts of his introduction are quoted here the definition of zuhud uh, 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 this category of zuhud is the zuhud of the ascetics of the of the people who turn their back on the world they are the ones who remain resolute on the path of moving toward Allah Most High, meaning the people of Suluk, not the people who are the heedless amongst the Muslims, the ones that shara'an, we don't say that they're, they're not Muslims and we don't question their, their sincerity and their belief of la ilaha illallah, but perhaps their commitments waver in terms of what they want to do with their life. Their zuhud is of two types. One is to become independent of the entire world. This doesn't mean that they do not uh, own anything, nor does it mean that they do not exercise their will over anything. Neither does it mean that they absolve themselves from anything and remain aloof from everyone. Rather, their independence from the world means that their hearts are totally empty of everything from this world and filled with peace and tranquility. In such a situation, even if they own the world, neither will their hearts incline toward it, nor will they have anything to do with it. Based on this, zuhud does not mean that you have to remove the world from your control while it remains in your heart. Rather, piety means that love be expelled from your heart, that its love be expelled from your heart even when the entire world is under your control. So this is one thing that, that a lot of people uh, confuse, that just because someone's poor or broke doesn't mean that they're a zahid, because there are so many. We live in the age of people, the poor who covet the dunya as much as the rich do, some of them even more so. And I think uh, uh, the archetype of communism is a very... Uh, a very strong archetype uh, of, 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 of the poor person who covets the world more than a rich person does. Uh, that we had entire nations of the earth that were uh, thrown uh, uh, upside down uh, because of the grievance that the poor had that why don't we have what the rich have. And it's really interesting because this misunderstanding actually took a lot of Muslim countries for a ride. There are a lot of Muslim countries in which communism, when it first came, it was very attractive. Not too irreligious people, but precisely to the religious people, uh, to, the, to, the, to the masses of, uh, of the Muslims that loved the poor. Why? Because it came with the guise of the rhetoric of 
uh, of, of serving the poor. So places like Central Asia, places like Afghanistan, places like uh, Kurdistan, places, Bangladesh, places like this. Uh, communism at one time was something that religious people used to incline toward. And it was marketed to them very expertly. This is one unfortunate reality about Muslims is that because they're, because, uh, uh, you know, the believer is gullible uh, and generous. Uh, uh, because many people don't, and, and that's not, that gullibility is, it's, it's because of innocence, but it's not something necessarily that we cherish as a, as a, um, as a trait that a person should be smarter and think about things before they react or think about things deeper before they form an opinion about them. Because of this gullibility, many different groups, many different political groups from within the Ummah and outside of the Ummah of people who don't have the best interest of the Muslims in mind have taken advantage of the Muslims. The communists are just one, one of those groups. A lot of groups that are quote-unquote extremist groups, they're just basically proxies or arms of different political entities or uh, uh, different interest groups that are there to use stupid people whose love of deen can be easily manipulated into getting them to do something stupid if they believe that this is somehow part of deen when it's not. And this is not just one group, there's a whole bunch of groups that this uh, fits their uh, fits their. Um, description. And so uh, the idea of what is that zuhud is not just being poor, but coveting the dunya inside of your heart. Uh, uh, zuhud has nothing to do with whether you're poor or whether you're rich. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, there were people amongst them like Sayyidina Abdullah bin Zubayr radiallahu anhu, like Sayyidina, uh, Sayyidina Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu, like a number of them that were actually quite wealthy in their, in their latter years. But they lived very simply. Uh, and they didn't allow the dunya to uh, come into their heart. And this other, like, flip side, the thing, like, this is a whole, this is a whole, like, set of, like, this is a whole mindset that people have, and it stems from the love of the dunya, right? The communists are the ones who talk garbage at the capitalists for coveting the dunya, but they covet it just as as much. Why? Because the the capitalists openly and shamelessly say, well, we just want to, uh, you know. Uh, play this game and run up score and whoever is best at you know getting what they want you know why 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 do you blame them for it just let everybody uh, you know free market let the market deal with everyone whereas the communists say oh you should be ashamed of yourself how shameful you are but uh, the love of the communists for the dunya is just as much as that of the capitalists and that's betrayed by the fact that they think that the solution of the world's problems is going to be through the dunya you understand what I'm saying? It's the ta'zim of the dunya, the veneration of the dunya is just as much, if not more, in some in some of them. And so think about it this way, okay? Just say if the communists are right, okay? And tomorrow, everybody has the same. They take all the money in the world and then divide it by the number of people in the world and everybody gets an equal share. You, me, we're all equal, okay? But is uh, Zulm going to end in this world? No, it just means the hustle starts again from tomorrow. And by the end of the week, someone's going to be broke and someone's going to have too much money. That's just the way it is. Uh, and uh, I'm not saying that necessarily to say that, you know, the, the problems of the world are unsolvable uh, and that we should give up, but rather to say that the solutions to the problems are not the material things. The solution to the problem is inside of the heart. So this is, a, this is something that uh, many people uh, mistakenly believe that zuhud has to do with just being broke, but it doesn't. It has to do with removing the, the dunya from your heart, even if, uh, even if uh, you have a lot of it under your control. And the idea of absolute power corrupting absolutely is a paradoxical statement that is held to be true by uh, uh, 
it's paradoxical to, by, that, that it should be held to be true by Christians. A Hindu, I can understand if they say that, a Buddhist, right? Because they believe that the, the, the material world is all illusion and that the, the ultimate like nirvana and ultimate like transcendent uh, uh, liberation from this world is to like basically go to nothing. To like boycott the system that you completely like leave this this world of creation and destruction and birth rebirth death and just be, be done with it right it's a type of like very fancy nihilism um so for them to believe that i kind of get it it's in line with their their belief system but for a christian or a jew to say that it shows the fundamental incoherence and tahafut of their philosophy because if absolute power corrupts absolutely, then where is absolute power manifested in? What's the source of power in existence? Allah. And this is why in some ways their civilization has produced the most hatred for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the most hatred for deen and the most atheism uh, and the most secularism. And they have a very love-hate an unhealthy bipolar type of relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, in, in, in this world. And they're the ones at the same time they see Jesus Christ, a'udhu came to the dunya in the flesh, uh, as God in the flesh. So the dunya that they consider to be so horrible at one time and so good at the same, at the same time, it will corrupt you absolutely, but it's also what God is made out of. It's all a very confused mess. And the fact of the matter is the reason it's confused is because it's the Roman religion superimposed upon the uh, superimposed upon Christianity, the Christianity of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, the deen of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. And so you have it's like a, it's kind of a, a bipolar. Sometimes it wants to act like the deen of Sayyidina Isa and sometimes it wants to act like the deen of the Romans. The deen of the, deen of the Romans is just the Western branch of Hinduism. It's the same gods. It's the same. All of, all of that stuff. It's the same. It's the same uh, mindset. We're all uh, Indo-European speaking people. Even though white people may look at me and feel ashamed that I'm their relative, and some of them, I may even look at, the, at them and be ashamed to be their relative. It's unfortunately from all parties, it's true uh, um, that that's, that's that same tradition it comes from. So, Zuhud at any rate, if Allah Ta'ala is not the dunya, if Allah Ta'ala, the love of Allah Ta'ala is incompatible with the love of the dunya, if the heart can only have one or the other, it can't have both. Uh, if the town is not big enough for, you know, two sheriffs, then uh, uh, zuhud is what? Zuhud is not necessarily that you live in this world. That you live in the world is a choice from Allah Ta'ala that you have to use this world as a choice Allah has made for us. Uh, but you have to remove it from your heart. But the heart is not the place where it, it's allowed to live and survive, whether it's in your hand or it's not in your hand. If it was otherwise, if it was that evil that you can't even hold it in your hand, then the deen would be just that everyone should go kill themselves. And there are, de there are, there are religions like that. There are religions like that. Weird death cults where they all end in suicide or like Jainism. Jainism, like that's what they, their highest, uh, uh, their highest, uh, what you call, ideal is that a person should take their clothes off and walk into the forest and starve themselves to death. And, and be, by doing that, they'll never harm another, another living being and things like that. But we don't believe that. We don't believe that. We don't even hold that as an ideal. We consider this to be, this to be a bakwas of shaitan that if somebody falls into it, they're going to realize like I really made a mistake. I screwed this one up really badly when we ask Allah for his protection. So he says, rather piety means that love be expelled from your heart even if the entire world is under your control. This was the situation with the Khulafa Rashidun and with Sayyidina Umar bin Abdul Aziz, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Umar Uthman Ali, Umar bin Abdul Aziz, Rahimahumullah wa ta'ala, that despite being the single most powerful people in the entire world uh, in their age, uh, they were people of Zuhud. They were people that dunya didn't get to them. Uh, 
uh, rather uh, the dunya had to stay very far away from them. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's said about him that that his, uh, uh, his wife once prepared for him a, a dish of dessert and he asked her, where'd you get the money from this and for this? And she said, well, I didn't get any. I just saved a little bit of the, the, the grain ration that we had from every day and cooked a little bit less and uh, uh, saved it so that we can make dessert one day. And so he said, go put this in the, in the, uh, in the uh, Beitul Mal. And then he had, his, uh, he had his stipend of grain reduced by that amount because he said, we don't need it. This is a proof that we don't need it. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sayyidina Uthman, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. These are, these are the types of things that they did. Sayyidina Umar bin Abdul Aziz, despite not being a Sahabi and despite being a relative, and he was a, he was a full-fledged member of Banu Umayyah. Uh, mashallah, the Syrians here, the faction of Banu Umayyah, mashallah. To be fair, if you, a fair reading of, of history will show that Banu Umayyah is unfairly maligned. Uh, uh, they, Yazid was not a very good guy, admittedly, but, uh, and other rulers of Banu Umayyah weren't the Khulafa Rashidun. But they weren't as like pure evil incarnate that, that many people have in their mind, uh, uh, perhaps with the exception of Yazid, uh, 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 as, as people have in their mind. Much of that is just propaganda from Banu Abbas because they were the victors and they wrote history afterward. And they did a lot of pretty screwed up stuff themselves. But uh, 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 mashallah, the faction of Banu Umayyah, so Omar bin Abdul Aziz is one of your guys. Okay? Uh, uh, and Omar bin Abdul Aziz, uh, despite being from uh, Banu Umayyah, uh, a prince of Banu Umayyah, um, he, during his reign, um, <clears throat> he enacted a number of economic reforms which completely broke the back of the Beitul Mal. Uh, one of the things that the, the Umayyads used to do, which was a legitimate zulm, I mean, it was a bad thing that they did, was that you, they used to, after a person would convert to Islam from, from whatever other religion, they would still keep charging them jizya. Because they said, if we, if we were to drop the jizya from, for converts, uh, then uh, uh, everyone's going to just convert to Islam for tax breaks, which, okay, then <laughs> convert to Islam for tax breaks. What, did you become a Muslim because of your sincerity and conviction? You know, so the, the idea is that, you know, so they, they had this policy in place and many people, they found it, rightly, they found it very insulting uh, and it was an unjust policy. Uh, and uh, a, number of, a number of positions in which the 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 income for, of the state was being used improperly. He just returned it to the he returned it to the to the people, uh, and that included his own. He actually had his own female family members return their jewelry to the to the uh, Beitul Mal. He said this was all purchased by your relatives uh, through uh, wrong uh, expropriation, and he had it returned. Which anyone who has any female relatives think about how that conversation is going to go down. How many years you're going to hear about it afterward? Uh, no, no person in their right mind would do something like that, except for because they have a high maqam with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And think about those women who also gave their jewelry and things like that up as well. What their maqam with Allah ta'ala was because of their, their sincerity that when they were given a, a good and pious order, they complied with it. Uh, so these are, these are people that the dunya didn't, didn't mess with them. Even though uh, some of us were very small, small time people. And, uh, you know, you just flash a small amount of money in front of somebody. You know, you flash a thousand dollars or a million dollars. A million dollars is not a lot of money. Like there are actual rich people in this world. You know, a million dollars really not a whole lot of money. Uh, the dunya has filled our hearts so much, the love of it. That's like small things like oh, we become a doctor, right? My theory is like the reason a doctor is such a big deal is because in like colonial, colonial administrations, you can't become a governor and you can't become like a general. 
because you're not like whatever from from Britain or France. So doctor is the only thing like this you're an Arab can do like under colonial power. That's like the highest post that they have. So this become like the kind of the ceiling in our wall. Like these small things have enchanted us to the point where like literally parents will like uh, love or hate their children based on these things. It's just it's just so it's just so stupid. Uh, our forefathers, Allah Taala, have mercy on them. They had they wielded real wealth and real power, and they still held it at bay. They were icons of piety despite having control over the treasures of this world. In fact, uh, this was the condition of Rasulullah that when Allah Ta'ala opened the countries of the world to him, his zuhud and piety progressed and increased. This is supported by the following famous hadith. لَيْسَ الزُّهْدُ فِي الدُّنْيَا بِتَحْرِيمِ الْحَلَالِ وَلَا إِضَاعَةِ الْمَالِ وَلَكِنِ الزُّهْدُ وَلَكِنِ الزُّهْدَ عَفْوًا لَا وَلَكِنِ الزُّهْدُ فِي فِي الدُّنْيَا أَن تَكُونَ بِمَا فِي يَدِ اللَّهِ أَوْثَقُ أَن تَكُونَ بِمَا بِيَدِ اللَّهِ أَوْثَقَ مِنْكَ بِمَا فِي يَدِكَ وَأَن تَكُونَ فِي ثَوَابِ الْمُصِيبَةِ إِذَا أُصِبْتَ بِهَا أَرْغَبُ مِنْ مِنْكَ فِيهَا وَلَوْ أَنَّهَا بَقِيَتْ لَكَ زُهْدُ إِنْ ذِسْ there are so many enjoyments of the dunya. Not all of them are haram. Not all of them are haram. Some of them are, but you know there are, are, are other halal ones as well. Right? Zina is haram. Marriage is not haram. Uh, you know, going if you went down to like what Red Robins and had a burger, even though many people have a heart attack because I said it, but it's haram. But you can always go down to like whatever other, whatever Villa Park pizza spot and grab a good burger over there as well. It's not haram. You know, uh, uh, abstinence uh, from this world does not entail making unlawful things unlawful, nor does it entail destroying your wealth that you just g give away everything or that you destroy everything and you just uh, don't benefit from your wealth. Rather, it means that you must have more conviction in the bounty which Allah has under His control than that which you presently have with you. Uh, and that when instead of receiving a bounty you're afflicted by tragedy you have more hope in the reward of Allah than you do for the for the uh, continuation of your bounty when you lose something for the sake of Allah Ta'ala your hope is more that Allah what he's going to give you in return for it than it is in the thing that you lost the three levels of zuhud the first level is zuhud for the sake of saving oneself from punishment reckoning and other dangers this is the zuhud of those who fear Allah this is a good thing the second level of zuhud is zuhud in the hope of acquiring those rewards and bounties which Allah had promised. This is the zuhud of those who pin their hope in Allah Most High. They cast aside the comfort of this world because their hope in re is in receiving them in the hereafter with Allah. So first is fear of punishment. Then the second one is that you trust, you know, that, that, that you're going to get something better in return for, for this. It's like the person who goes to the gym. You go put up with like being sore and you know, uh, being get, getting winded and sweating and all this other stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you put up with a lot of difficulty. Why? Because you have hope that this is going to end in something good. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what the second, the second zuhud is, that instead of putting your hope in like a barbell or whatever, you, your hope is in Allah Most High. The third level, and this is the highest level of zuhud, is uh, neither for freedom from calamities nor for the acquisition of comfort and luxury from Allah. Rather, it is a yearning to behold Allah Ta'ala. Uh, this is the zuhud of those who have truly recognized Allah Most High, the Arifin. The joy of beholding Allah Ta'ala compared to all the other pleasures of paradise can be compared to the joy of having uh, uh, the kingdom of the entire world 
uh, instead of having, uh, you know, just one small bird. Uh, Sayyidina Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, uh, uh, ta'ala, wrote a book called Az-Zuhd. In its introduction uh, is, is contained an enlightening discussion on the subject of Zuhd. The beginning section is translated here. The reality and virtue of Zuhd. The literal meaning of Zuhd is to turn away from something and abstain from it. For example, when we say Zahida fi wa'anhu, it means uh, uh, someone expressed their disinterest in something or kept away from it. Uh, observe the following usage. Zahid al-Abid is the person who is engaged in worship. Tazahud al-Ta'abud is to discard the world for the sake of worship. Uh, 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 and a shay, is something which is uh, insignificant and has no value. And the thing that zahid has no value, it's insignificant and has no value. Zuhud means to keep away from something while acting against the desires of the self. Uh, uh, to be pleased easily, uh, to be convinced of its permissibility, and to leave out uh, additional things for the sake of Allah. The objective of Zuhud is to turn away from this world and positions and ranks it has to offer. The virtue of Zuhud. Uh, Zuhud is one of the lofty stations of the seekers. Zuhud refers to turning away from the certain, uh, sorry, from the desiring of a certain thing as long as there is no good in it. The prerequisite of liking must be found in the sense that the thing must be liked in and of itself. A Zahid is generally classified as a person who discards this world. The one who turns away from everything apart from Allah Most High is really a complete Zahid. As for the one who turns away from this world so that they may enjoy uh, the pleasures of paradise, he is also a Zahid but of lower rank than the previous person. So this is this is a point was mentioned, right? The third the third maqam of Zuhid, the person who turns away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means what? Uh, obviously, all three ranks—the the, the the rank of of doing without something for to avoid punishment and doing without something to gain reward—they're all done for the sake of Allah in the sense that one believes in Allah's promise that they're going to be rewarded. The third the third rank, which is to do it for Allah Taala Himself, it, it it requires the understanding that the heart can only contain one desire, and. It, again, it doesn't mean that like stuff, you don't want it. In fact, he actually mentions that right now, that in order to be considered a Zahid from something, you have to kind of actually want it in the first place. But the idea is that like, I could spend my life chasing money. I could spend my life chasing women. I could spend my life, you know, uh, chasing power. I could spend my life, uh, you know, like chasing one of any of these types of dreams that, that people have. Um but then you're, you're, you, the idea crosses your mind that like I'll spend so many hours of heedlessness from Allah Ta'ala in doing those things. How many nights will I miss Salat al-Taraweeh because I'll be at a meeting at the workplace or I'll be, you know, texting whatever my, whatever, 30 girlfriends or I'll be, you know, trying to suck up to some other politician, you know, or I'll be trying to do this or I'll be trying to do that. But we could have gotten all of, all of those things. Many of the people who attain high positions in the dunya or high amounts of wealth or pleasure, many of them, there's not really all that much virtue that they have that you and I don't have. Okay, fine, if I wanted to be like, play ball like Jordan, I probably couldn't do it, right? But you're telling me there's something that Donald Trump does that I'm not able to figure out how to do? As far as I can tell, it basically just acts like a child, uh, uh, and uh, that's all, you know? We could do those things, but like, the idea is, is that really at the end of it, you know, at the time that the angel of death comes to you, is that person really in a better, better position? Do you really want to be the one that Allah asked, like, you know, like, you know, you could have... 
you could have, you know, you could have known me, uh, but, and now, you know, look, you wasted everything that you had. Uh, like, why? You know what I mean? Even if you get forgiven at that point. When you say your grandfather was a pious person, Allah forgives you, right? Even if you're forgiven at that point. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like dumb. Like, like you kind of you screwed that up, you know? The person that, 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 that they remember that day and they remember that moment and they remember, you know, they think about like, what, what will they answer in that question? And they're like, you know what? It's not worth it. That person who does it because they, they, they dislike the fact that their heart should contain the qadirat of this dunya and that it should contain Allah because that's Allah's haq and Allah, uh, Allah Ta'ala gave so much and it would just be, you'd just be like a jerk and a bum to like not, you know, not do that uh, for that for the Allah who did so much for you. That's that's who we're that's who we're talking about. So this is the one who turns away from everything apart from Allah uh, Taala is really a complete zahid. As for the one who turns away from the world so that they may enjoy the pleasures of paradise, is also a zahid, but of a lower rank than the previous person because their heart hasn't connected with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala yet. Because love is a super rational condition. It's a condition that. It, it, it transcends rationality. It, any argument that we make when we talk about the sawf or about Islam, okay, someone can give jawab to all of it. Okay, if you tell them you should be good, so why? Because uh, uh, you know uh, Allah will forgive you. We say, well, there are plenty of people in this dunya who seem to enjoy themselves, and Allah He forgives them or doesn't. At least they enjoy themselves in the dunya, and so I'd rather take my enjoyment in cash. You, you should be a good person. Don't murder people because it's wrong. Why? Makes me feel good. I'm happy to like murder somebody. Well, you'll get caught and you'll get punished. Well, what if I can get away with it? Is it okay then? You know what I mean? There's a, a jawab anyone can give for anything. And there are people who are very, quote unquote, like high functional uh, type of wreck, like a spiritual wreck, but very high functional that have these processes that happen inside their heart. And according to their own logic, they're within their own self-contained logic, um, it, it, the reasoning works. The only difference is what is it? You know that they're going to end in one place and I'm going to end in another place. And even then, those are the people who say, well, if Allah Ta'ala does whatever He wants and you don't desire anything except for He desires it. So what if He desired me to go to the hellfire? I can't do anything about it anyway. Even that, you can't really say anything to it because it's true. It's like, yeah, you, I guess you're right. You're a Jahannami, so carry on, you know. Uh, of course, a person of Iman is like, no, I don't want to go to Jahannam. But the people who actually are Jahannami people, like to them, it makes a lot of sense. You know, and Yom Al-Qiyamah, when you see them burning, you're like, yeah, it had to end this way. You know, uh, uh, the, the only point is it's not worth it. It's not worth it. The only thing that saves you from that, that makes your logic oriented or your reasoning oriented in a way that sees what's wrong with that is the love of Allah Ta'ala. And the love of Allah Ta'ala transcends, transcends uh, uh, reasoning in that sense. And not to say that reasoning is bad, but it transcends reasoning in the sense that the person who's like, whatever, come hell or high water, you know, whatever happens, uh, I, I want to be on the side with Allah Ta'ala. I want to be on the side that Allah is pleased with me. If that person has that thing inside of them, that thing will guide them. It will be an opening to receive the anwar of Allah Ta'ala in order for them to know what the, what the right thing to do is in every situation. Uh, or at least to save them from, from, from the, the, the ill effects of their mistakes eventually. Uh, but until a person can can get that kafia inside of the heart, they'll make a, a, some reasoning for every stupid thing that they want to do.
Understand well that zuhud does not mean that you have to discard the wealth, rather that one must spend it generously and open-heartedly. In reality, zuhud entails discarding the world for the sake of knowledge, while considering the world to be insignificant in comparison of the hereafter. Uh, this is this is the this is also uh, the mithal of Imam Muhammad bin Hassan al-Shaybani, rahimahullah tabarakwa ta'ala, the companion of Abu Hanifa, whose uh, inheritance was four hundred thousand dirhams. Uh, which is something like $1.6 million, a decent sum of money, mashallah. And uh, he spent every part of it uh, seeking uh, ilm. He spent every part of it seeking ilm. In reality, zuhud entails discarding the world for the sake of knowledge while considering the world to be insignificant in in comparison to the hereafter. A zahid is one who has understood that the world is really like ice which will melt and come to the end, while the hereafter is like a pearl, uh, that it will stay with you, the desire uh, 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 for which remains eternal. The Qur'an says in this regard, قُلْ مَتَعْ الدُّنْيَا قَلِيلٌ وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لِمَنِ اتَّقَى That say that the enjoyment of this world is really very little. And the akhirah is uh, is better for the one who fears Allah. وَمَا عِنْدَكُمْ يَنْفَدُ وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ بَاقِ That whatever uh, you have in your hand, it will perish one day. And what Allah Ta'ala has, that thing is everlasting. The following instruction of Allah is sufficient to demonstrate the value of zuhud. لَا تَمُدَّنَّ عَيْنَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِهِ أَزْوَاجًا مِّنْهُمْ وَلَا تَحْزَنْ عَلَيْهِمْ وَاخْفِضْ جَنَاحَكَ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Do not cast your eyes on those things which we have bestowed as an enjoyment for uh, uh, different people, nor be grieved over them. That Why are they wealthy and why are we broke? Uh, and lower your wing in humility uh, to the believers. So that don't 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 wonder why is it and people have these things they say why 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 is the you know why are the kuffar and why are the you know the europeans and the russians and the whatever we're americans too so we actually have a lot and we're just not thankful for it but why are the kuffar like you know even in our own home the people who seem to be the furthest from allah ta'ala why are they the ones enjoying the most uh etc etc and the fact of the matter is allah ta'ala took care of all of us we're all doing well you and me are not starving to death right uh, Allah Ta'ala took care of all of us and uh, there's only a certain amount that a person can eat in the day and certain amount of air they can breathe and water they can drink. You can only live in like a room, like you can't live in, you know, if someone, someone has a mansion, you can't sleep in 30 rooms at the same time, you know what I mean? Uh, Allah gave all of us, right? But people still have this thing inside their heart, why did they have all of this and we don't, we don't have so much. And uh, remember he mentioned Abdullah bin Mubarak, uh, the translation, the muqaddimah for it. Uh, by Moana Habib Rahman Azmi that that uh, um, it has to do with the idea not necessarily that like the wealth itself is useless but what Allah Ta'ala has prepared for you is better than what what uh, what what this dunya is it's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if the <coughs> if the dunya meant to Allah Ta'ala what a uh, what the wing of a gnat means to one of you uh, he wouldn't give a kafir even a sip of water. The idea is that it means even less to him. And so we're all impressed with it, but it's really not all that much. And uh, uh, the idea is that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepared for you uh, uh, his love, that you should see him and that you should be with him forever and ever under his rida. And, uh, you know, that you should, for those who love him, so a person should be blessed that, that the door for that was open, an opportunity was open for them. Because there's another person 
uh, who the, the door really never opened for them. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. He talks about the different kefiyat of the heart. There's some people, the door was never opened for them. Uh, or the door was, uh, they did something and the, it closed such a way that it was locked, it never, they, they can never open it again afterward because they did something that Allah Ta'ala hated so much. And uh, uh, so a person shouldn't, shouldn't think about things that way. And uh, uh, there's a, a story about one of the ulama, uh, I believe it's Sultan al-Ulama, but maybe it could be someone else, Ibn, Ibn, Ibn Abdul Salam, because we have our Shafi brothers with us, that uh, uh, one day he was riding around in, in Cairo on his white horse with his, uh, uh, with his uh, he was the Sultan of the Ulama, so he was walking around, he was like rolling like Sultan, you know? And so a poor, miskin, like poor uh, uh, Yahudi who was selling oil, his clothes are dirty with the oil and just, you know, imagine how difficult that must be like in the heat of, uh, of, of, of Cairo to be walking around and like, you know what I mean, like selling oil. And so uh, he asked him, he says, is it true that you narrate a hadith that your Prophet said that, that the dunya is the prison of the, uh, the believer and the jannah of the kafir? And he says, he says yes. He says, what kind of uh, prison uh, 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 are you in and what kind of jannah am I in? And so he, he answered to him, he said that, that when I think about what Allah has set forth for you in the akhirah, then I can only think that this is like Jannah. He says, when I think of what Allah Ta'ala has set for the people of Iman in the, in the akhirah, I can only think that this is a, a prison. Um, and and that's, that's, what, that's, part of, that's part of the understanding of Zuhud. Uh, the other part of the understanding is the ayah that, that was quoted here. By Imam Ahmad, la tamuddanna inayka ila ma matana. Don't uh, don't extend your 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 eyes in the sight of your eyes to those things that that we have um, that we've set as enjoyments for them in this world. Um, this is a an insight into what we mentioned from before that the heart only has uh, only has place for one thing in it. And that, that thing is put on a transcendent pedestal afterward, even the faculties of reasoning will be put in the service of that thing. Um, and that is that Allah Ta'ala, He mentions in the book, in the, in the Quran and, and another place, that they, 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 were, they, were, they, they were given uh, uh, to drink. The, the, the idol, he's talking about the idol of the, of the calf that the, the uh, f- faction of Banu Israel worshipped when Sayyidina Musa salam, was receiving the Torah. Um, that it's like they drank it into their hearts. Right? Just like the, 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 the looking at the idol itself, it was something that they drank into their hearts. Don't look at dunya like that. Uh, evil glances, not just mashallah. I don't think there's any sisters here right now. Uh, all the sisters may be listening later, um, but you know, don't just think that an evil glance is only like looking at a beautiful woman or a beautiful guy if that's your thing, you know. Uh, uh, and don't tell me about it, please. Uh, there are many more nurturing and uh, very helpful, uh, more counselor type iman people who help you with those issues. I'm just. I want to help, but it's just going to be a disaster. So uh, uh, um, the uh, you know don't it's not that's not the only type of evil glance. What's another evil glance? Another evil glance is that a person, someone has a new car, or someone has a new phone, or someone has, and you look at it with like ta'lim. You know, you look at it with veneration, and that's that's it, it, the thing is, it's not a fake issue. You know what I mean? Like, no one is going to tell you it was haram, right? But from a tasawwuf point of view, something went very wrong. Something went very wrong. 
And this is something very few people are immune from. Don't walk into the mall, don't walk into the Ritz Carlton Hotel, don't walk into like, you know, these types of places and be like, you know, overwhelmed by all of it. Uh, it's better rather if that's going to happen, it's better that you turn away and don't look at it. That you save your another from that as well. Don't covet, you know, don't covet another man's wife, don't covet another man's daughter, except for if you have the intention of doing halal by her. Don't covet, uh, you know, other people's success, don't covet, don't covet all of these things. Uh, because when they enter into your heart, they enter into your heart like a poison. And that nether was reserved. That nether is not just something that's, you know, the haram part of it we talk about. That nether is for something else. The nether is for what? That you should look at the Ahlullah. That you should look at the pious and the righteous. That you should look at the walls of the masjids from the inside and from the outside. That you should look at the bait of Allah Ta'ala. That you should look at the green dome. That you should look at the, the, the letters written in the mushaf. And, and, and receive the faiz and anwar from them through your eyes. Not the physical, not the physical uh, uh, looking at them, because maybe Abu Jahl would walk by any of those things and he'd be completely blocked to it. But that the heart, if it's alive and the, the the pathways to it are open, then a person should be able to look at look at them and uh, receive the fuyud from those things. And that a person should be able to look at the Ahlullah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa person became a Sahabi by the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, seeing them and they seeing see, them seeing the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That if a person were to use the, the glance correctly, they could receive so much faith from it. They should, could receive so much, so much of Allah Ta'ala's uh, divine outpouring of grace and nur and barakah and fadl for, from those things. And a person could drink so much that maybe they receive such a maqam with Allah Ta'ala one day that, uh, that, that they then themselves overflow. And instead of just benefiting from looking, when they look at somebody, that even a facet could walk by them and they cast a glance on that person and it affects their heart. And there are people like that. And there are from our Akabir and from our Mashaykh and our Aslaf and from the living Salihin, there are people like that, that, that even if they look at a person, you know, it can overwhelm them. Someone for maybe five minutes, it will bring the remembrance of Allah into their heart and then they'll be, uh, you know, out in the cold again. Maybe somebody, it may, it may change them for, for, for the better. Uh, it, does, it does happen. You know, that's the positive side of it. But don't, uh, don't, don't, you know, don't drink, don't drink the putrid drink through your eyes. Uh, when you look and Allah forgive all of us it's something it's a fitna in the age that we live in if you know I guess it's a fitna in every every age uh, it's a trick of the nafs to want to think that we're somehow special we're not it's a fitna in every age uh, uh, and uh, you know Allah help us and protect us and protect our eyes from looking at the haram and forgive us and and, and clean our eyes from looking at the haram stuff for a lot of you know a person shouldn't confess their sins and so I'm not going to do that but you know everybody's a human being Right. And I go to the, you know, like I go to uh, the Haram Sharif and things like that. I really I like wash my eyes with the water of Zamzam because all of the, we, you know, sometimes you're like you feel like you're like damaged goods. You've, you know what I mean? Like you've completely, you know, but the fact that the beauty of Allah's grace is what is that you can always be redeemed as long as you have breath inside of you. And as long as the seal of Allah's anger hasn't hasn't been cast on your heart, uh, just the fact that a person wants to be better. It means it's a sign that you can always be redeemed. You can always be, you know, uh, refurbished and put to use, put to good, good use again. Uh, and uh, uh, even if it's a struggle, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it, you know, easy and open the doors of, uh, of His mercy for all of us that, uh, that, uh, that we, uh, you know, that, that we keep all of this other stuff outside of our heart, even if it's a fight that we have to keep until the day we die, that we keep fighting that fight. And Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ta'ala rasulihi sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.